owners. This is Lorraine Ball, and today I'm sitting down with Dana Nelson, who has a love affair with Twitter. I do. It's my love language. <laughs> why is Twitter your love language, and why should business owners think about using it? I absolutely love Twitter because it's just a way to really engage with people that you've never met before. When you think about marketing for a business and you look at all the different social media platforms, most of the social media platforms that are out there like Facebook or LinkedIn, you're connecting with people that you already know or that you already do business with. And while there's a lot of importance in maintaining a relationship and, and bringing customers back, we always still need to get fresh blood every now and then. And Twitter, no matter what business you're in, is a way to really reach out when you're using hashtags and things of that nature to connect with other people who do what you do, but also to connect with new people. And so I just, I, I love Twitter. It has gained me more real experiences, it's helped me grow as a human being, and I make connections I would have never been able to make anywhere else. And you were telling me some really great stories about some people that you have relationships with totally based on Twitter. Absolutely. <laughs> Who was the most interesting person that you met through Twitter that you would never have met any other way? Uh, probably Wayne Elsie. He is uh, an entrepreneur that has started Souls for Souls. He was a, a corporate CEO and he uh, started a nonprofit called Souls for Souls. Uh, he and I first started reading his book, and I, I just tweeted him and said, hey, reading your book, and wrote back, hey, thanks, appreciate it. And we just had ongoing conversations on Twitter from me reading his book, and he actually um, retweeted me a couple of times, and you had that whole new, wow, exciting, you know, when someone with 25,000 Twitter followers retweet you, it's kind of an exciting day. I love that. I feel like so, oh, I, I mean, it's almost like being a teenage girl again. It is. And the cute boy across the room noticed you. He looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When Pinterest first came out, I kind of reached out to him and said, hey, I noticed that Souls for Souls, you're using Pinterest. I had a couple ideas. Sent him a couple private DM messages and said, hey, I'd love to just share this with you. It's not a sales call. We ended up actually doing some business together, teaching his team a little bit about how to use Pinterest. And, and it just kind of evolved from there. When he left Souls for Souls, he contacted me to help him rebrand. And any other platform, what other platform could I just reach out and say, hey, I want to talk to the CEO of this really, really powerful nonprofit to tell them my two cents on how I think they're running their social media. I think that is the thing about Twitter is the accessibility. Yeah. The fact that you can put a message in front of someone and get noticed and see in real time when they're paying attention to you. Now, what advice might you have for a business owner who wants to do that? How do you walk that fine line between genuine interaction and being a little too salesy? You know, I have a, a really another great story. If you have time for another quick story, uh, I had a business owner who sat down with me and said, I want you to teach my team uh, how to do Twitter. So we brought in all the managers. He said, now most of them don't use Twitter. There's this one that uses Twitter, and I'd really like you to tell him to stop using it the way he's using it. He's talking to these NFL football players like they're his best friends. I'm like, that's brilliant. So we go in, and I'm teaching the class, and he's expecting me to tell this manager to stop it. And I tell them, each and every one of them, I ask them, what are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? And I stopped on him purposely and said, what are you passionate about? And he, of course, he says football. Mm -hmm. And I said, if I sat down and bought you a beer, could you talk to me a little bit about football? He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> and everybody has their own passion. Everybody has their own thing. Whether it has anything to do with what you're selling mm -hmm. or not, tweet about your passions. Just 
talk to the general public about what you know and what you're passionate about and passion attracts passion and that's the thing that I would tell people is don't forget to be real be human and talk about what you know even if it has nothing to do with your business you'll get business from it absolutely you know the when I first started on Twitter and this goes back eight years now people were still in the phase of using handles kind of a carryover from the old AOL days and so I launched into Twitter as Roundpeg but then as the platform grew there came a point where it was a little weird because in one breath I would be talking about where I was going to dinner with my husband or walking with my friends or sharing a photograph of flowers and then in the next breath I was talking about marketing and business and it was a little schizophrenic but I built a huge following for Roundpeg and so when we kind of split it, we had to kind of decide, that's Round Peg, that's Lorraine, and it's okay, but it, it, it's hard to sometimes maintain that human side. But I think it's really important, because that's why people follow you. Absolutely, absolutely. So maybe you should put some more flower pictures back on Round Peg. <laughs> well, maybe flower pictures. We certainly put up enough pictures of food in the cast, <laughs> and we developed that hashtag, OH at the peg. Because that gave a very human side to our brand. Yeah, I like that. What else would you suggest that a business owner think about besides talking about their passions? What else can people do on Twitter to grow their business? I, I, I had someone give me this advice a long time ago when, I, when Twitter first came out. And I thought, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But it was the best advice I ever got. And that was to connect with other people who do what you do all around the country, all around the world. Because... If I had not done that, I would have never met you. <laughs> and uh, But other people are having the same problems, the same experiences. And a lot of times they can give you great resources uh, for content for your other social media sites. Uh, I, for example, I use your blog posts all the time. When I'm, uh, oh, I need something really quick. I'll just log on to Twitter and see what Roundpeg posted lately. Oh, look, that's a great blog post. And it links back to what they do. But we um, had similar things. And so it worked out really well. You kind of want to be careful and don't give your competitors information out but you know if it's somebody who's not going to be in your market and not take up what you know but can give some information and you didn't have to do the bandwidth yourself to write it providing other people's content does a lot for you number one it 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 um it gets you noticed because you're sharing their things they're going to share your things uh, and then it also frees up some of your time to do some other business running things i use twitter to ask questions I'll put a question out there on, hey, is anybody else having trouble with this? Has anybody tried this product? And I get a lot of good feedback from other agencies about, oh, don't use that, use this, here's how you fix that. I did one, I asked a question on Twitter, and a guy that I knew in Fort Wayne saw it. Well, he actually went on Facebook Live and did a, face, a quick Facebook Live to answer the technical question. And it was wonderful because not only did it help me, but I'm pretty sure that half a dozen other people who might be interested in hiring him also saw that video and went, wow, he really knows his stuff. Maybe I should talk to him. So sharing information like that actually helps widen your circle. Yeah, I, I search for questions that I know I can answer. And I also search for not only my passions, but passions uh, I, sure, I search for, for pains. You know, if I know that somebody that I can help them with certain pain points, if, I, if a business owner is 
um, you know, hashtag stress out business owner, entrepreneur, um, I forgot the hashtag I was thinking of right now, but you know, people who are having pain points that I know that I can solve, I search for some of those pain points and they kind of just start, I'm not selling anything, I'm just starting a conversation about how I can help them fix that situation right then and there and become a subject matter expert. That is brilliant. You also have, uh, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but using making connections on Twitter and then meeting people in real life. And you had a really funny story <laughs> about meeting Kyle Lacey for the very first time, because you know him pretty well now, too. Yeah. Uh, so he, at the time, I was teaching Twitter in my local uh, community, and he re- literally wrote the book on Twitter, uh, Twitter Marketing for Dummies. And he was going around and doing a, a book tour through all of the Indiana chambers. And when I saw that he was going to be doing that sort of thing, I had two choices. I could have said, eh, this guy's doing the same thing I'm doing. Why would I promote him? But instead I embraced it and I said, you know what, I'm going to help him. And I promoted to all of my social media clients and, and all of my uh, social media followers that he was coming and helped him really get the ball rolling and get the class filled. I also scheduled him a lunch with our social media club. And so um, there was a lot of Twitter involvement going on, some planning and that sort of thing. And obviously I was tweeting about it a lot. And his Evansville chamber visit was the most sold out one of all of that. Uh, so he was really excited when he came and met us for lunch at the first time. It was like a scene from a love movie slowed down. His arms were open wide, and he just ran at me. And this is the first time I'm meeting him ever, arms open wide. He got like a foot in front of my face. And he went, oh, wait, we're there, right? <laughs> and we'd never even met before. But we built a relationship on Twitter, and people don't understand that. They look at Twitter as a rolling billboard. They look at it as a marketing platform. They don't look at it as a relationship-building tool. And you can. You can make amazing relationships all over the country, all over the world. All over the world. I have someone that I connected with originally on Twitter, and she's in Ireland. And we've never met. We've done interviews like this together, and it's an awesome thing. Wow. We just whipped through the time. Sorry. No, there is so much to talk about Twitter, and we'll just have to have you come back and do it again sometime. But if people want to find out more about you and what you're doing, where should they go? DanaMNelson.com. They can find out all the information about the services that I offer and things that I can do to help them and uh, some of my blog posts and connections to all my social media. One last thing about Twitter is I, my, I really, really like to rewrite the song to... I'd like to give the world a Coke. To, I'd like to teach the world a tweet. Now that rhythm is going to be playing <laughs> in my head. Thank you very much. Um, they can also follow you at Dana M. Nelson on Twitter. I'm pretty much Dana M. Nelson on every platform. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you want to learn more about marketing and social media, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. And if you enjoyed the podcast, Be sure to look for other episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words.